Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the Word together. Now let's join West for today's study. Our topic this week is on the Tower of Babel, and we are going to scrutinize this account of utter confusion and chaos among a civilization that had seemingly found its own way into heaven. How fitting that we would attempt to usurp God, just stroll into heaven by our own doing and for a visit now and again for some refreshments. I find this account also very fascinating in that this tower of stairs, this stairway to heaven, would not only provide a supposed entry into heaven, but also a stairway out of heaven so we could come and go as we please. While this tower to heaven seems ridiculous today and not even a possibility, it is nonetheless a tower that many, if not the majority of individuals and religions in the world are still attempting to build this very day. Consider this, most of the world believes they are good people and will be going to a better place at the end. And most every religion has some place where we will end up that will land you in a great place most often described as heaven and where everyone will live happily ever after with their God of choice. Doesn't that sound like a personal tower of one's imagination? Yet all that is in complete contradiction of what God says. As we know, God says you cannot work your way into heaven. And isn't that great? I don't have to build anything, no physical labor whatsoever, and no work is required of me to not only enter the kingdom of heaven, but also to be welcomed by God himself once I get there. Don't forget, just because you show up at someone's door or enter a room does not mean you will be welcome to stay. Isn't it incredibly narcissistic to determine yourself good and worthy based on your own determination of your life and attitude to ring someone's doorbell and expect they are going to just let you in and more absurd for you to expect you will decide to live there? Exactly. You would not put up with that from anyone. And if they decided to build their own route into your home around your front door, you would certainly take measures to stop them from such an attempt. After all, only those who enter your house are those you invite and those that have some sort of relationship with you and the others you keep out. You stop them. And that is exactly how God operates. You see, God is not complicated in his responses and expectations of us. In fact, if God were complicated, we wouldn't have a clue on anything he desires and expects from us. It is, however, us who complicate God by attempting or going all out in twisting his words to suit our desires, again, in hopes that we will be able to build that theological, intellectual, works-based, liturgical staircase to heaven. We put so much work into so many things that just won't ever work. And now is a great time to read the account of the Tower of Babel from Genesis 11, 1 through 9. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. 
From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Again, we have to make sure we don't read this as a story. As I have mentioned a number of times in the past, this is no story, but an account of reality and an account that is fully alive and taking place in 2022. It's now time to unpack this short but weighty moment and see how relevant this is today. First, we see that everyone at that time spoke one language, and obviously everyone understood everyone else. We also see here that people were beginning to migrate further from where it all began in the garden with Adam and Eve, and various groups were looking to do their own things and build their own places as they saw best. And just like today, we migrate and look for open space, and when we seemingly find the perfect spot of land, we develop it in hopes that we will be able to build exactly what we think we need and want to prosper. So these people thought it best to build a city with a very special feature in Shinar, and that of a tower which would certainly be the centerpiece of that city and provide access to heaven. We see that construction began and they went high-tech, brick instead of stone and tar instead of mortar. They went all out in an attempt to make this monument the biggest and the best, and apparently sparing no expense. Now all of this so far is interesting and does provide a bit of insight into these people, but we have not up to this point really seen the crux of the message. So let's get to the real reason they wanted to build the tower. And no, it really wasn't about getting to heaven or God at all. It was, however, to build a name for themselves with their claim to fame of having made it to the top, the highest possible place in life, in all existence for that matter. Let's read again Genesis 11.4. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. How about that? Nothing to do with heaven or God whatsoever. This was all about making a name for themselves, all about look at us, look at what we did. Doesn't that sound exactly like most of the people on the planet today? Sadly, it also sounds like entirely too many Christians, so many churches, and certainly just about every religion and denomination and non-denomination. It is stunning and devastating to see how many Christian churches have built their tower to heaven to impress people with what they have supposedly done to get where no one else has before and all to make a name for themselves. In fact, this is so much a reality that many people plaster the back window of their car and bumper with their tower's logo and name to shout out to everyone behind them, quote, come to my tower and if you come, we can go even higher. And this assessment of mine is certainly going to offend some, if not many. But that is a great reaction, because that feeling must be called conviction. But why should this be upsetting or a surprise to us, that most of us are just tower builders and looking to make a name for ourselves? Let's face it, this is just who we are in our sinful nature. Don't forget, the first two people in the universe did it. After all, Adam and Eve were perfect and living in perfection, and they attempted to build a tower beyond the realm of perfection. They attempted to build a tower to the mind of God and God himself. And just like the Tower of Babel, God came to them and sent them scattering from the Garden of Eden. Again, this isn't something I came up with. This is the reality and bluntness of God's word and this message. Going back to the accounts of Noah's Ark, Jonah, and the whale, Daniel, and the lion's den, etc. These are not old, irrelevant biblical fairy tales for our children's Sunday school coloring books. 
This is brutal reality of who we are, and every account is for us to see in living color today in the 21st century of who we are and God's attempt to help us see what mistakes not to repeat. But evidently, we are very slow learners and very stubborn. Just like our topic on money matters, finances are one of our towers we attempt to build to the heavens, along with our cars, houses, clothes, relationships, and all of our other possessions that become our gods, and all simply to make a name for ourselves. Look at me. Look at what I have done. Do you know who I am? Don't you recognize me? Even some who claim to do good deeds are doing them to gain yet more recognition in just how giving they are. I have regrettably lived like this. Making a name for myself was my drug of choice and a very powerful one at that. I smoked myself, I drank my own Kool-Aid, and was drunk on my achievements. I built tower after tower soaring high above, and for me the sky was not a limit because I know I could go well past that. And this is life for nearly everyone, at least at some point in their life. Closer to reality, however, is the fact that it remains a part of most people and groups for a lifetime. Back to our passage from Genesis 11:4, And there is one final piece of why they built this city and this tower, and that is because they believed if they didn't, they would be scattered and all move to different places, and they had to stay together to make it happen. Verse 4, Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Keep that last half of the commentary in mind. If we don't do this, we will be scattered over the earth. Now let's keep going and check out Genesis 11:57, And it says, verse 5, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Gotta love it. God looking down from above, watching this silly attempt of arrogance and self-centeredness says, look at these people. They are truly full of themselves. They think they have made it. They think they have exactly what it takes to achieve whatever they desire. And so I will show them just how not in control they are and how truly ignorant they are. Again and again, throughout scripture, God does these miraculous things, levels cosmic circumstances on individuals and masses of people alike. Things that have never happened before, just like the plagues on Egypt and Pharaoh. And it still is not enough to shake most people to recognize anything beyond self. How can this be? Why wouldn't this have been a moment for all the people of that city to be dumbfounded and relent, repent, and do everything in their power to seek who and why this unearthly thing took place in the blink of an eye? Does it not seem terrifying to no longer be able to communicate the most basic needs to the person standing next to you and desperately attempting to find someone you can communicate with? There is also one other very profound set of words and striking insertion in this passage, and we hear from God in this statement in verse 7, Come, let us go down. And we get yet another opportunity from God as he reveals his identity as not being singular, but multifaceted and indeed triune, Father, Son, and Spirit. Moving on now to the end of the passage, Genesis 11, 8 through 9. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. 
And so we see that what these people attempted to pull together in Mastermind came completely unraveled. They came together to make sure they would not be scattered over the whole earth, and ironically, that is exactly what happened. They attempted to get to heaven, and that completely unraveled. They attempted to make a name for themselves, and that actually worked out perfectly for them. And the name they made for themselves was that they were completely incompetent in all they attempted. By the way, if anyone ever has or does say to you, stop babbling, now you know exactly where that came from. So for a few, the people of the city became an example of who not to be. And that was ultimately the name they made for themselves, who not to be. But virtually no one chose to see that message, and so we keep attempting to do the same thing over and over and over again. And it is to this very day, and with no success, and worse yet, no remorse. We also see that God sent confusion on this city, and they didn't understand each other, didn't understand the message, and could not communicate what was necessary, and so they were divided. And what struck me for the first time was that I believe this so clearly defines where we are today, as there are those who understand the Word of God and the language of God and those who do not. And it creates a complete separation, a division of those who know God and those who do not. The language of God, God's Word, is unintelligible to those who do not know Him, and that is why it is rejected by those who don't know God's language. Consider this. You will have no use speaking with a group of people whose language you do not understand. There is no point in even attempting to communicate because it is useless and even a waste of time for the most part. And so it is with regard to God's Word for the unbeliever the one who has never learned the language of God, God's Word. It will be absolutely confusing, pointless, a waste of time, and something you will simply dismiss and move on to something you can and do understand. However, as a believer, we have a very unique perspective, and that of having only known one language and now having taken an interest in learning another. Again, isn't it the same as being with a group of people whose language you do not know and wanting to be a part of them so badly that you set out to learn their language? All of a sudden, you experience oneness and fellowship that was never possible before, and for the first time, you were able to develop a relationship with them. And everyone has the opportunity to either desire to understand God, God's language, or simply walk away from it and continue to build their own understanding and own world. As we can see, this account of the Tower of Babel is so much more than just some people building a city with a tower in an attempt to get to heaven. It is packed with necessary information for us today and who not to be as individuals and groups and in all aspects of our lives if we are truly to succeed for the Lord. Contrary to the ever so famous line from the movie Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. That does not work out in the eyes of God. Instead, let God build your life, your future, your walkway to heaven that will take you right to the throne of God. Let's pray. Gracious and most merciful Father, thank you for your word of truth. We are so grateful that you have left us with so many examples of who not to be. Help us to recognize the many towers we build every day in our lives and with others in an attempt to get there. Help us to understand we can't get there without you and we won't be there until you call us home. Father, help us to fully and humbly confess the days and years we waste that you have given us in our living for self and our accomplishments and our recognition. 
and help us to confess and be very mindful of the path of rebellion and not listening to your conviction to awaken us from our misguided ways and actions. Thank you for your profound care and love and even what seems too difficult to handle when you show us a different way. And we now ask all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now I would like to ask each of you to take 60 seconds, no, not to give money, but to simply text or email the link to Face Your Faith to a friend, colleague, or family. God calls us to go and spread his word to all the world, and my goal is to make that as easy as possible for you to do anywhere in the world you are. If you like what you are hearing, pass it along. This is truly the best way to support, at least this ministry, as your money is not needed. Just think, no knocking on doors, calling people, or even talking to people. Simply tap, click, swipe a link to people you know. That's it. Also, if you have not signed up for your free podcast account on Spotify, Apple, or Google, please do so, as that is another great way to show your support for Face Your Faith. In addition, please give a star rating to our podcast and to our Facebook page, and don't forget to like and follow our podcast and Facebook page.